the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. Phoenix. Brother Mike, back on the radio. Welcome to HardcoreChristianity.com. Thank you for your time. Today's Bible study... My testimony. Hey, will you call somebody and tell them radio program's on? I don't normally give a personal testimony about anything on the radio program. I've been on the radio for 13 years now. It's my 13th year, and I think I may have done it twice. But I thought I'd share something with you today that's, again, it's a little weird, a little odd, but it's also a little true. And this is Brother Mike. I'm the counselor from the House of Healing in Central Phoenix. We're on 11th Street, just south of Indian School Road and west of the 51 Freeway. We're down near the VA Hospital downtown. Um, if you go to the website, hardcorechristianity.com, you'll see the schedule of our services there. Wednesday night is Ladies' Night. Healing, deliverance, and teaching for the ladies. Thursday night is our individual and personal private prayer service for each person that comes for healing and deliverance. And Friday is my Teaching service for my radio listeners, 6.30 p.m. Come a little early and get a good seat. And on the website, hardcorechristianity.com, you can join us on Facebook. You can join our teaching channel on YouTube. You can sign up for next month's free seminar. Uh, the seminars are all, uh, you know, selling out, so to speak. They're all free, so they're easy to sell out. Come a little early to be sure to get a seat, but be sure and put your name in on the website so that uh, that'll guarantee you a seat. And today is my testimony day. Before I do that, I want to thank you so much for your support of the ministry. Thank you for your donations. Um, every year I donate 100% of my salary to the ministry. I'm working for free, and all your money, every nickel that comes in, goes into the ministry, and every prayer you pray for us goes directly into the ministry. Uh, to make a long story short, um, my daughter in 1996 led me to the to the Lord, and at the time I was, uh, I guess, your typical person that fulfilled the American dream, I guess. I mean, I was a college graduate. Uh, I was successfully a small business owner. I had my own counseling center. Um, I was a millionaire. Um, I had a nice car and a nice home, and uh, chasing chasing the almighty buck and chasing after the girls, and had lots of friends. And I don't know, from a secular standpoint, I had uh, lived the American dream. Basically, went to school and got an education. Was a successful businessman and investor, and had my own business. So, hey, that's what the devil says everybody ought to be doing. But uh, after I came to the Lord, uh, everything began to change, and in 2005, I retired from a six-figure income and went into the ministry full-time for a zero-dollar income, and have been earning nothing ever since. 
in the ministry, but have been paid spiritually enormously and so grateful for it. I want to tell you a little story about uh, my background. Um, I got delivered from evil spirits and demons in 2004, and I came out of the Assembly of God religion, and I had been told in that religion that Christians couldn't have demons. Well, when I found out that that was a lie and that wasn't true, it was true that the Christians can't be possessed by demons, but they can be infected with them. As you can imagine, I was shocked and angry. And something had happened to me in 1967. I was in seventh grade, and I was living in Burlington, Kansas. And uh, there's not much to do in those small farming communities. And we were about an hour and a half uh, southwest of Kansas City. And every Saturday night, everybody in town practically went to our one and only movie theater. And uh, the seventh grade, I was starting to go through puberty, and I was starting to develop romantic and sexual desires for girls. And um, I had a crush on a girl who was a year older than me. She was in eighth grade. Her name was Lana Nichols. And uh, I used to go to the movie theater every Saturday night because she and her boyfriend, who was a ninth grader, his name was Tex, they used to sit down in front of the theater. And, and, and in this old theater, we had... Uh, they used to have love seats where the armrest was taken out so you could take your date out down there and make out with them. So I would, they would sit down on the front on the left and make out through every, every movie every Saturday, and then I would sit in the back on the left and just watch them. Well, one Saturday I went to see a movie called The Blue Max. The Blue Max. And it was this movie in, uh, which was you know, a war movie, and it was starring George Prepard and Ursula Andress. And they were kind of the Brad Pitt and the uh, Angelina Jolie of the 1960s. He was a very handsome guy, a real good actor. Ursula Andress was drop-over-dead, I mean, fall-apart gorgeous. This woman had a face and a body that you can't even believe. Well, I'm sitting there watching the movie and not paying much attention to it. I'm kind of watching Lana and watching the movie at the same time, back and forth. And suddenly, on the screen is this incredible sex scene. Well, you know, back in the 60s, they didn't allow total nudity, nudity in movies or, uh, or on television, obviously. I mean, I, Lucy, I love Lucy. Lucy and Ricky were sleeping in separate beds. Well, they didn't have porn back then. But this uh, sex scene between Ursula Andress and George Papard was... was uh, so graphic and edited so well that it appeared they were having intercourse, but there was actually no nudity involved. And it had this uh, sensual music playing in the background and the way they edited and cut it. And as beautiful as Ursula Andress was, I was sitting in my chair there as seventh grader, and I was frozen. I mean, I, I was having trouble breathing. I mean, I was sitting there staring at the screen. I could not believe it. I had never seen anything like that before. I'd never been exposed to human sexuality that way. And I mean, it made a huge impact on me. And in fact, I felt some kind of energy almost like go through my body. I had, can't remember if I had an erection or not, or but I know that I was just like mesmerized staring at this gorgeous woman having intercourse. I was just like shocked. And uh, it affected me for a long time after that movie. Well, I noticed that after that Saturday night, I had kind of a jump in my soul, and kind of an increase or an acceleration in my desires for romance and 
sex and girls. It kind of just kind of like jumped up a couple notches. And then in eighth grade, I had moved out to Anaheim, California, and I was there for many years. And in eighth grade, I started masturbating. And then in, when I was a junior in high school, at Anaheim High School, I had met a girl and fell in love with her. She was also a junior. Her name was Donna. And uh, I started, that's where I lost my virginity. And I was utterly amazed at how incredible my desires were, sexual desires were for her. And how, what kind of risks I would take sexually with unprotected sex with her. And I would get around her and I, I knew it was wrong. And I didn't want to do anything, but we'd lay on the couch on Friday night or Saturday or whatever it was and start watching something on TV and start making out. And then, boom, I literally had this surge of sensuality go through me. And I literally couldn't stop. I just kept going. And I knew what I was doing was wrong. I mean, my conscience was speaking to me, even though I wasn't, you know, serving God. But the surge of sensuality in my body was so powerful I couldn't stop it. And then as the years went on after that, of course, I regularly committed adult, adultery. I always had a girlfriend. Um, you know, I was popular with girls, and I I had a lot of different girlfriends. I fell in love two or three times, and that kind of thing. Had got married two or three times, and the whole schmear. And in 2004, when I found out that Christians could have spirits, I went through deliverance. And that's a different testimony, and I don't have time to go into that today. But what I found incredible was, looking back on it now, I realized that I had picked up an unclean spirit of sex and lust. I had picked up a lust demon that day when I was sitting in the movie theater in Burlington, Kansas, as a seventh grader in 1967. And when that thing came out of my body, my sex drive in 2004 dropped by 70%, literally overnight. It literally dropped that much overnight. And before I had gone through deliverance, I had gone to everybody in my church and different ministers and pastors and evangelists and faith healers and so on. And I'd I'd talked to so many people. I'd been to so many seminars. I studied the Bible all the time. I was going to church four, four times a week. I was a pillar at the church. And I lived basically kind of a yo yo Christian life. And I had no ability to, to stop this surging sexuality. I beat it down for a while. And then I was okay for a while. And then the thing would flare back up. And I'll never forget, I used to uh, talk to a girl at the church. And I'd see her there every Sunday. And as soon as I saw her, I had an instant, instant surge of desire for this one girl at the church. And I never understood it. didn't have it for anybody else. I just had this one incredible surge every time I see her. Every time I saw her, there was no question. It happened every single time. And I didn't find out till 2004 that my lust spirits were similar to her lust spirits and there was some kind of a sexual soul tie there and the devil was using that to inflame my sexual desires, trying to push me and uh, get me to commit adultery. And I didn't realize all those years that I had suffered 
with lusts, even as a born-again Christian, even as a Christian who spoke in tongues, and even as a Christian who was a pillar in the church, who attended church four times a week, did the men's ministry, did Sunday school teaching. I, mean, I was doing everything at that church. And I was still suffering from this terrible yo-yo Christian life where I was constantly in this terrible battle fighting off my lusts. And I could not believe, after I went through deliverance, how much my sex drive had returned to normal and it was now completely manageable. I told you that story to tell you that there's hope for you. You are a yo-yo Christian like I was. You're a pillar in the church like I was. You serve the Lord like I was. You love the Lord like I did. And you're living this yo-yo, lust-ridden Christian life. You can be delivered, and you can go through deliverance, and you can be free from this kind of demonic bondage. Christians cannot be possessed by demons, but they can be infected. And these spirits of lust will drive you to food, sex, alcohol, drugs, porn, you name it, they will do it. 602-636-5800. You can be delivered from lust spirits and you don't have to live a yo-yo Christian life anymore. expressed on the preceding program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. This program has been sponsored by Michael W. Smith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.